Welcome to Beer and Gear with Felix and Wes. Brought to you by Highway Marketing. All right. Well, this one's going to be a little different, a little more topical uh, than we normally do. But uh, and it's just going to be Felix and I on this one. Sorry. Uh, yeah. Right. So I actually brought this up with Felix uh, because I wanted to kind of talk about the audio state of the union. Right. So people who are not in the industry probably don't really well, honestly, don't give a shit, but probably don't understand <laughs> listening to this podcast. Man. What are you talking Who the hell's about? listening to this? Um, but honestly, if you're listening to this podcast and you're in the audio industry, uh, you you might not have a full grasp on all the horrible things that are that are kind of going on. And I don't want to chicken little it up, you know, but things are getting harder and harder to uh, to make happen. Right. And most of it comes from uh, a gear standpoint. We finally have started coming back from the pandemic. And now all of a sudden, everybody needs all this new stuff uh, to do these jobs that they need to do. And it's getting harder and harder to come by stuff. So I just wanted to have a conversation with Felix and I and kind of talk about that and talk about some of the issues and talk about, you know, what I think we can maybe expect going forward. But because it is a beer and gear, we have to talk about beer first. There's no shortage on beer. Yeah, That's yeah, correct. beer's fine. Yeah. Beer's fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Beer's fine. So I would like to show you my selection for the day. This is the uh, Martin Audio Toadies box slider. Yes. Uh, it was made in conjunction with the Toadies, and of course, uh, Martin House is in Fort Worth. Uh, you know, and the Toadies are from Fort Worth, so it's a nice. Uh, it's it's a brown ale kind of day. So that's what I'm doing. And Beautiful. I also, uh, something most people probably don't realize about this this deal is that uh, when we do an hour, that's a two beer thing for me. And I have to show the second beer that I got. This is also, this is Panther Island. This is called Road Snacks. This is a beer that is brewed and uses uh, ale brewed with beaver nuggets which beaver nuggets, are, as we all know, are the Bucky's beaver nuggets. This might be awesome. It might be absolutely terrible, but I couldn't stand not getting it. But it's 100% it. Texas as fuck. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, anyway, that that beer was so weird that I had to say something about it. That's awesome. I am going with a West type beer. I'm always making fun of you, West. Not, actually, not really. I, I'm always interested in the beers you're drinking. And I never find a stout or a milk stout or a chocolate stout or a coffee stout. <laughs> or a coconut yeah. coffee stout. <laughs> yeah, but I, I got a double chocolate coffee oatmeal stout. Called, nice. Uh, breakfast stout mm. by Founders Brewing. Is it Founders Brewing? Yeah, from Michigan. Nice. So I saw it and I was like, you know what? I'm doing the, the breakfast I made I made fun of one of your beers the other day that was a breakfast beer. And this one is literally a breakfast beer. So yes, I'm gonna put yes. it on my cereal right now. And, and we're well, recording this at six a.m. By the way, it's yes, twelve percent uh, of alcohol. Snap, crackle, drunk. So, yeah, it's gonna be fun. Yeah, absolutely. So it's not twelve. I don't know what I was talking about. It's way less. Yeah, yeah I actually I I'm with these. Uh, that's why I went with more of a brown ale because the last few times I've gone with like an eight. 18% ABV or something. So I'm like hammered halfway through the, the podcast. So, oh, wow. This is amazing, actually. Yeah. Milk stouts are the bomb, yeah. man. <laughs> They're great. 
I'm learning about beer. I'm talking uh, about gear. Yeah, I'm telling you. I'm I'm I'm, I'm only here to educate. <laughs> so, State of the Union, man. Um, what are you? I want you... to place an order right now for an amplifier. Um, I need it. When can I get it? Uh, by the way, it's, it's June. Okay, so that'll be anywhere from thirty to ninety plus days. Okay. <laughs> so this is this is the deal. Um, let's talk about why there's anybody who hasn't bought any gear lately. Uh, this is just a warning right now. And, and we're recording this literally like four days before we're going to post it up because it is kind of a topical thing. But uh, you uh, anything that you want, you better get now because it's only going to get rougher as time goes on. And I, I can hear people out there like, how hard is it to get audio gear? Why is it so hard? I've never had a problem before. So let's talk about a couple of things that maybe uh, people might not realize are going on in the industry. And the first thing I wanted to bring up is there's a company um, in Japan called Renesis. Um, they are the world's largest microcontroller manufacturer. To give you an idea how big these guys are, it was when Hitachi, Mitsubishi, and NEC combined their semiconductor business together to make this one company. So they are the world's largest microcontroller manufacturer. They're huge. And in March, they had a fire that almost completely burned down the factory. So these guys are responsible for making everything from IECs, uh, A to D converters, uh, microcontrollers. And if you think about all modern uh, audio gear has all of that stuff in there, right? <laughs> so um, the fact that, that there is a semiconductor uh, drought uh, going on right now, it's getting harder and harder and harder to find stuff, right? So um, the big thing is the car industry right now. And if you look at any car lot, you see that there's not a whole lot of stock out there. And that's one of the reasons is because that company is their biggest client is the auto industry. So the as they're coming online, they're supposed to be back up at full production by the end of June. Um, but obviously there's all this time that they've been offline and not making semiconductors. Uh, the flip side of that is while the audio industry, for those of us who are in it, there's certain factories and, and things that seem enormous. They're actually a really tiny portion of that. So they have a really tiny buying power, you know, that they can lean on people to try to get extra stuff. The audio industry, on the other hand, can lean on them and take all the stock. So if you think about it just from that perspective, you know, we've had months of not being able to find the parts it takes to make everything from wireless mics to amplifiers to consoles uh, and everything in between. Um, you know, it stocks getting lean and going to get leaner. So that's one of the things that's that's a big deal right now. And it's combined, of course, with a very increasing demand. We saw we saw last year how everybody. <clears throat> was a lot of people were very conservative uh just by the sheer fact that there wasn't there weren't events going on installs um were going slower than ever so um we were able to to do business and adjust but everything is coming at once everything's speeding up uh companies were definitely working with hands tied behind their backs and now now they're they're opening and they're ordering um, it is definitely um, it's 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 just a perfect storm for for things not to be available yeah. uh, right away. 
Yeah. And, and, you know, COVID has been, is a huge part of all of this too. What's weird is it, it seems like in our industry, like COVID wasn't bad enough. There's this constant ongoing, like it seems like every month or two, there's something else that comes up that causes a disruption in the audio industry. You know, mm-hmm. um, part of the COVID thing, you know, the, the fire, obviously, that was a big deal. And that just came out of nowhere. That had nothing to do with COVID, you know, like it was just like, oh, you're having problems with, you know, shipping and everything getting through ports and all that stuff. Let's throw a fire that takes out all the <laughs> semiconductors on top of that, you know, like, okay, cool, you know. And that was one of the things, the other things I wanted to talk about is the whole shipping fiasco, you know. First of all, Nobody got into this business and thought, you know what I really want to talk about? Logistics. You know, like that's a thing that I love talking about. Said no one, no engineer ever, you know, (laughs) like nobody cares about that. I could care less about logistics. However, over the last like two months, I've really started to pay attention to that stuff because that means the difference, you know, understanding how that works gives me a better idea of how I, how quick the gear is going to get here, what's going on with the world, you know, and that way when I'm trying to get something, I'm not super pissed off that I can't get it. I understand what's happening with it. Yeah. And for the most part, uh, that's interesting because that's always been a thing, right? You order something like gear doesn't magically appear in the US, right? Um, mm. it's made, if it's made overseas, it has to be made. It has to be packaged. Um, it has to be allocated. So there, we have manufacturers that ship to the whole world. So there's certain amount of gear that comes to the US, which is a lot. Uh, but that takes time to go from one coast to the to, from one uh, port to the other on the other side of the world and then there is paperwork involved and then there is uh, things slow down once they hit it's not like they just get off the boat and immediately go in mm-hmm. so all those things that um i remember two months ago i was on vacation when the canal got locked <laughs> and yeah. and i had no idea and i i wasn't i was in uh big bend so spent a week with no internet didn't check anything no social media nothing it was amazing yeah that i get great. back i get back and i'm like i open instagram for the first time in a week and, and some people send me some jokes about the canal i'm like what? memes and stuff I'm like what's happening and it's a sunday i don't even think about it i didn't even look up the meaning of the jokes and then monday <laughs> i realized oh that's what happened <laughs> and i have a pile of fire <laughs> pile of fire is that a thing? pile of fire yeah that's a new thing a new thing yeah. a big pile <laughs> a of fire <laughs> <laughs> you heard it here first folks yeah <laughs> well yeah th- that i had so many people ask me like i would bring that up you know as one of the things that that's causing some disruptions and you know people would be like well how is something on that side of the world impacting things coming from asia for example to the west coast mm-hmm. they, if they're if they're shipping them through the the suez canal they're going the wrong way you know <laughs> like that's there's a faster way trust me we found it um but the point is not that the point is shipping containers and this is where that whole super dry boring logistics things come in but i actually i know you'll a be surprised my customer, my, a lot of my customers <laughs> don't realize where the canal is so that question <laughs> okay, and, okay and i put myself on that one too yeah <laughs> it well, took me a second be like 
Yeah, no comment. Wait, wait a second. <laughs> so yeah, that's that. To be fair, when this all first happened, I had to look up exactly where it was. But you know, I'm, it's, I'm, I'm right there with you. But so uh, this this probably will not surprise you, Felix. But I did research on on this thing, no. and yeah, I know, shocking. Um, so apparently, there's approximately 170 million shipping containers around the globe. To, and those shipping containers transport 90% of the world's goods. So that's a finite amount of shipping containers. Yeah. So if I can't remember how many of them were locked up in the Suez Canal, but it was a lot of them. So all of a sudden, it's harder to get a shipping container. And that's another thing that people don't think about that has been coming up uh, kind of regularly is that uh, there's a lot of shipping containers here in America. People see all these shipping containers everywhere and they're like, why is there, what are you talking about? How people hard it is to get- out of them. Yeah, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, people are making houses out of them. They're everywhere, you know? Um, the problem is not the shipping containers here. The problem is the shipping containers at the places they need to be to be loaded up with this stuff to bring it here. So China can't get, uh, you know, they can't get to any of their, the, the shipping containers are all over here full of goods waiting to be unloaded because once again, COVID has stacked all that stuff up. If you look at any port, there's shipping containers stacked, you know, as far as the eye can see, those containers are not getting loaded up with new goods to be shipped here. They're full of goods that need to be unloaded and then need to be shipped back. And that's a whole other thing of trying to get the containers back over there. It's literally cheaper to fill that thing up with empty boxes, you know, because we're not sending anything that direction. We're just trying to get stuff here. So it's something that nobody ever thinks about. I mean, container uh, turnaround times have gone from 100 days, um, have, have gone to 100 days from 60 days previously. So that's 40 extra days it's taking for one container to make a round trip. So, you know, it, there's right there is, you know, when I said 30 to 90 days, there's 40 days right there, you know? So in, it's just, I, I feel like from talking to other people in the industry, it's gonna get worse, you know? Uh, everything is costing more to ship, to manufacture, because there's a shortage in the whole supply and demand. If there's, you know, if you need 100 widgets and there's only 50 of them, uh, the people who are willing to pay more for the 50 are gonna get the 50, you know? Yep. So prices are gonna go up, you know? It's just supply and demand. So it's, uh, it's gonna get weird. Uh, Me being the guy that always sees the ga the glass half full, is is a weird that we will get used to no matter what. Um, yeah, and, I, I I agree. I'm, I'm, it was a it's a question statement. It's it's uh, I think that we're going through a rocky patch. Um, ultimately, I mean prices will increase. Um, I also think prices probably will increase everywhere as well. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I, I'm interested to see, you know, and it's not just our industry, obviously, you know, like I, I mentioned, you know, cars, uh, automobiles, um, you know, there's, there's less stock now, you know, so somebody goes to buy a car, there's less stock. I ride a motorcycle. Rubber is, is harder to get these days. So you're going to end up, uh, 
like I, I need tires for my motorcycle, you know? Um, yeah. I've seen tire prices starting to creep up, you know? I'm interested to see come Christmas, since there is a lot of electronic shortages and, and shipping shortages, you know, harder to get things here. You know, come Christmas, are you gonna be able to get that new iPad or that new iPhone? You know, um, are, yeah. is that going to be, are there going to be shortages of that? I honestly don't know. It wouldn't surprise mm -hmm. me. Um, I've actually talked to, uh, my youngest daughter needs a new, where I was planning on getting her a cell phone. Her birthday's in November and that was, you know, she needs a new phone. So I was going to get her a new cell phone. Then I've actually had the conversation with my wife. Should we buy it now? Uh, cause I don't know what's going to happen, you know, in November, they, there might be cell phone shortages and people acting like idiots on, you know, black Friday or whatever, you know, trying to kill each other over cell phones. I don't know. You know? <laughs> I've dropped, I've dropped my phone twice this week and I'm like, <gasps> Oh, it's good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, honestly, I don't know. I'm not, again, I don't want to chicken little this whole thing or freak anybody out. I just want to, you know, that's why I wanted to do this is so we could kind of talk out, you know, what we're seeing going on you know, in the, in the industry and maybe other people will get, you know, some, uh, information that they were unaware of and maybe it'll help them be able to, you know, manage what they're doing, you mm -hmm. know, from a band well, standpoint, it's, it's crazy. You know, you want a set of inners, you're going to have to wait. What are you seeing on, on your customers? Cause I'm seeing a lot of understanding, um, <laughs> Of course, there's frustration. There are jobs that need to be done, but also it seems like it's across the board. It's across the industry. So yeah. we're not being singled out by you don't have, you know, and and quite frankly, some of my manufacturers are actually doing really well within within that within the backorder situation within all the problems. They're still pulling through and, and actually coming in at a shorter time than other ones. So, yeah. Yeah, and so that's... I do see a lot of positive, like a lot of I don't know if positive is the right word, but I, I'm seeing a lot of understanding from customers. Yeah. It is expected. Already. Yeah. I think people ask me for availability when they place an order and they already expecting way more. So mm -hmm. when I give them an answer of three months ago, okay. Yeah, <laughs> and it's not it's it's not like this is a big surprise. It's it's industry wide. So you know, I, the the factories that we deal with specifically, you know, they're it's not a shock to the customers because they've heard it from all the other you exactly. know factories so and there are some factories that pivoted early on saw it coming and managed to i don't know if retool is the right word you know but managed to change some of the things that they were doing uh you know like the 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 factory fire is a prime example. If they were buying a chip from them, the second that happened, some of the factories said, Oh, we're not gonna be able to get this part that we absolutely need from, uh, that we always get from this factory. So let's find another place to get a slightly different part that we can make work and then retool everything so we can make that happen, you know? And those are the factories that seem to have done the best and have the shortest amount of lead time because they are doing those things to try to, to ease it up or, you know, buy as many as they can. That's one of the things that people don't understand about, you know, the price increase, you know, why things are, are more expensive outside of the whole supply and demand. If you can't get a supply of something and you have to buy it, in smaller quantities from third parties, obviously that's going to be more expensive and that's going to get passed on to the end user as well, you know? Mm -hmm. So 
I think industry-wide, we're going to see more and more of that. I think it will stabilize, you know, um, and I think it, it's to be the, to not be the, the half-empty guy and to try to be the glass half-full guy for a second. Maybe. Um, that doesn't every- work, man. This is, we need that balance. I, I know, I know, I know. But maybe maybe once everything comes back, we'll see some some decreases in pricing, maybe, you know? Yeah. Um, it's once everybody has the ability to get everything the way that they were, you know, and, and maybe there, there might be some decreases and, you know, we weathered the storm together. I don't know. You know, well, we get I, used to it and just pay more. Yeah. You know, I mean, a 5% increase in the grand scheme of things is not really that big of a deal. You know, um, I know if you're running margins really, really tight, it can be tough, you know, but, um, you know, uh, I, I hate, you know, asking people for more money in any way, <laughs> you know, like I'm just, I, I hate doing that. I'm not that dude, but you know, at the end of the day, things cost what what they cost and you know as as guys who are representatives for factories we can't you know we have no control over that exactly Exactly. but yeah my customers have been generally like kind of in that same boat yeah it's going to take a while and there's a five percent price increase yeah that's what everybody's telling me so that's just the way of the world so it hadn't been too much good man what are you seeing um in terms of um, going back to that demand because we'd see a lot of installs happening my production companies are swamped, mm. uh, which, which as a, as a, as a live music lover uh, and, and somebody that believes in, in, in the good that live music does, it, it feels pretty good to, yeah. to, to see, you know? Uh, yeah. Yes. There are going to be a lot of bands without their in-ears on time, <laughs> mm-hmm. but uh, what are you seeing out there? Uh, you're in well, Dallas. What, 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 what is it? What is yeah, that's. That's kind of my, that's kind of the, the same thing. I mean, you know, like I've got production companies that are like, hey, I need, you know, 20 of this powered speaker because we use these for, you know, speaker on sticks, wedges, all this stuff. And we've got all this work that we need to do. And we want to replace the, you know, the older aging gear that we have with these new, you know, speaker X or whatever, you know, uh, thing. Right. And you have to tell them, oh, yeah, you can take delivery of those things in September or October. And they're like, well, you know, I kind of need them now. <laughs> well, of, of course you do. And if I could make them be there now, I certainly would. But yeah. it's just that's, you know, what it is. And the production companies, some of the production guys are a little more because we all work in a in a field of things have to happen now and you have to make it work no matter what mm-hmm. you know so some of those guys are a little more pissed off uh that they can't make it work you know uh, they can't get it right now so they can make it work but at the end of the day again it's a make it work no matter what scenario so they're like okay well i'll use the old gear and if a piece of old gear is not working i'll hit the used market and see if i can find something to cover me until i can get my thing you know it's I think in general, you know, there's a there's kind of an acceptance, you know, it yeah. it sucks, but it is what it is. So we move on and and we make the show happen, you know. Well, it's, when it comes to live music and, and live events, and if there's a common denominator in all of our interviews, are you work with what you have? Mm-hmm. So so, yep. so there's definitely and and there's leaders <laughs> definitely. Um, installs are a whole different thing. Um, yeah. 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 You, you promise. Um, the difference kind of is with the production side of things is, you know, the show happens. Um, and if it's stuck together with bailing wire and duct tape to, to make the show happen, as long as the crowd uh, got what they were expecting out of it, it really doesn't matter what it looks like. You know, um, it doesn't matter how it worked. It just, 
you know, and if it dies as soon as the that last note rings out through the crowd and the whole system shuts down and explodes, <laughs> it's fine. It worked. You're done. You know, yeah. Exactly. Uh, installs are a very very different thing. It has to be done on time and the way that the customer expected it when they paid for it. So exactly. it's a little different thing, but. You know, again, it's all down to the the installation guys being able to to manage that, and and you know, and again, they've seen it happening throughout. So you know, I would, I would guess the you know all the customers are are letting their customers know, hey, this is what's going on, and this is how long it takes. You know, mm -hmm. and managing everyone's expectations, and you know, being truthful with people is, I think, the best way to yeah. to ensure that you know we all get where we want to go drink through that absolutely so what are you seeing down in austin yeah <laughs> what are you seeing down in austin i mean how are things man is it's it really kind of the same or no 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 it definitely um i blame it all on black pumas um because don't you blame would... anything on black pumas buddy no no I'm, 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 no no man i love them um I, I, i'm saying <laughs> everything was kind of like yeah kind of limited capacity and then Black Puma sold out four nights or three nights at uh, Stubbs, and it was, bam! <laughs> like uh, I think everybody, every every other venue looked at Stubbs, and I was like, "All right, we're ready. Let's do it." So yeah. it's definitely coming back. Um, a lot of events, um, and I'm also seeing a lot of uh, house party type events with a lot of people in them, uh, like corporate slash house party things, and it. it there's a lot of action. Um, I've sold a mixer recently that we had to move sideways to somebody quick because uh, we happened to have it. It was a demo that we have that I took away from you, actually. Yes. Um, just because things needed to happen ASAP and we happened to to be able to, to help in that regard. So it, I, I was joking the other day that I don't believe in uh, astrology, but um, Maybe we should go back in time a little bit and be like, hey, when we open after the pandemic, we should go into opening by um, your zodiac sign. <laughs> that way we can slowly open because it felt like two weeks ago, everything went boom. And there's events everywhere. Um, I was at a production company recently and somebody looked at me. I was like, you want to work a show? They need people. So. Yeah. So on, on that regard, it, it, it's definitely cool to see. Um, it's going to be interesting with the Austin City Limits and the Formula One and all of that happens because some orders are already happening for that. So yeah. that's, that's that's the world I live in. Um, I'm in a city where a lot of big events happen all close together. So it's going to be, gonna be yeah, interesting. One of my production guys said it's like... Uh, we were sitting in a car and it went from zero to 120 in like five seconds. And at 120, we looked around and the car was gone and we can't get another car now. <laughs> the cars are back ordered for six months, <laughs> but we're still doing 160, you know? Yeah. So. And as a rep, I think I got used to the last year working from home. Give me the, 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 I didn't have that two, three hour break driving from a city to another. Uh, or even the 30 minute break if i'm in austin driving from one customer to the other so because you're stuck in traffic <laughs> yeah for two for a mile <laughs> yeah exactly that the, the 30 minutes it takes you to get one mile yeah I, I i do it really smart um i make sure i book 
integrators and and people that that like professional <laughs> people that 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 work in offices, I mm-hmm. do it midday or afternoon. And music stores and production accounts, there's no way they're gonna see me at 9 a.m. So they want to see you at 11 or something like that. Mm-hmm. So I get to do emails and everything. And by the time I leave the house, I have no traffic, right? Right. Um, so if I ever catch traffic, it's coming back home. Um, but um, anyways, and I, by the way, I, I did not miss traffic. I was talking traffic recently and I was like, oh, this is what it feels like. <laughs> yeah, it happened uh, to me too. That was but, funny. <laughs> but, but there was a little bit of a breather. There, there's a moment where you're in traffic, you know, replying to emails. You're, you're answering phone calls, but you're not replying to emails. Um, and I learned really quick a couple of weeks ago, I did a trip and it was a, a three and a half hour drive. And I'm replying to emails at 10 p.m. because I'm like, oh, my gosh, I missed so much just because of those three hours. You know? yeah. So um, I think it's a muscle that hasn't been exercised. And, and we learned to just reply. I, I think my... Probably the same with you when you're working from home, you're replying to people right away. I was replying mm-hmm. at the speed of text message at some yeah. point uh, yeah. to people. Uh, so yeah. uh, it's, it's definitely, I think we're all adapting to coming out again and and and, and moving and, and doing things the way we, we used to do it, uh, which I think is awesome. I, I have, I'm missing people. I don't know about you. But. Yeah, it's good to see. It's good to see people again. And uh, I just I want to make sure that uh, that all of my customers and, and the general, you know, five people that actually listen to this podcast uh, can kind of understand like what's going on and why things are the way that they are. And and hopefully, you know, again, being truthful with people and letting everybody know, like, you know, these are these are things that are happening. And, you know, they're I would love to say, you know, as soon as we get out of the summer, everything's going to be better. Uh, but I, I'm, I seriously doubt it, quite honestly. You know, I, I feel like that that things are definitely going to get harder and harder and back orders and that kind of thing. And just getting gear in general is going to get tougher mm-hmm. and tougher, you know. Um, on the music store side of things, man, it's it's going to be hard. The, the music stores that are going to do the best, uh, the retailers that are going to do the best are the guys that stock deep, you know, mm-hmm. place orders before they need them, you know, start thinking about what are you going to need in six months, you know, because yeah. that back order situation is going to stack up. I've got little bitty music stores out in the middle of nowhere that started doing that at the beginning of all this. And now they're sitting great because they got back stock on things that nobody else has stock on and people reach out to them. Oh yeah, we've got it. And so, you know, they're selling it, you know, yeah. quick. And so, and conversely, they bought it before the price increases started happening, you know? So, <laughs> you know, it's, uh, it's, they're in really, really good shape because they thought about it and they're like, yeah, I'm going to buy, you know, for what I need in six months, not what I need next week, you know? It's and that's really the people who are going to do the best. The stuff you find in the little music store in small mm-hmm. It's my favorite. Uh, this is the guy that I bought one of my last bases at one of my dealers uh, in Corpus Christi. So yeah. it's always, and last time I was there, there were some cool stuff that I was like, I haven't seen this in Austin yet. And it's like, yeah, because they order right away and they, they jump on stuff really quick. It's it's really cool. Yeah. Yeah. There's some, some very cool stuff out there in the kind of middle of nowhere music stores. Those have always been my favorite. I remember being a kid and like there was a, a little 
pawn shop music store thing that was about four blocks away from my high school, you know, when we had an open campus and I would go, instead of going and eating lunch on my lunch break, going somewhere, I would just go there and sit in there for the hour, you know, that I had lunch and play different guitars and, yeah. you know, check stuff out like, you know, five days a week, like every, every day while I was in school on my lunch break, I would go there. And, you know, that's one have, of the cool things about the mom and pops. Have you been to the basement at Craig's Music in Weatherford? Uh, yes, actually, I have. <laughs> I have I've seen actually. some cool stuff. Um, There's some crazy stuff in there. I was actually I, just talking about that uh, the other day to somebody. I, I was looking for a super fuzz. I didn't find it. I bought pedals there from them that sat in. They were brand new, but they sat in there for 30 years. Yeah. Um, there is, I may or may have not seen a collection of Playboy from the 80s uh, at the basement. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, their their amplifier collection in the front where they do the the repairs is is insane. You know, yeah. it's it's crazy. There's Selmers and just you know, there's an inch of dust on them. But man, I, I would love to. The Museum. Uh, there was a Gibson bass that I looked and I played every time I used to go there, and I regret not buying it because it sold. Once they went on reverb and it was at a good price, I was like, oh, it's gonna go. Hmm. Maybe 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 in a couple even a couple months, it's still there, and they last time one of the last times i was there they, uh, matt told me he was like i'm sorry man it, it sold <laughs> yeah yeah that place EBO. is interesting yeah i like the old I mom think. and pops yeah, yeah the old mom and pop places i got a buddy that owns a, a pawn shop he, that he bought here in, in denton and he's my age but uh that pawn shop has been here I, I remember being a kid and going in there i got one of my first guitars out of there you know like it's been here forever on the square and You know, when he bought that place, I would I kind of went through it with him and wandered through all the places that I'd never been before, you know, down in the basement and up in the attic and stuff. And it's just like, holy crap, you know, it's the greatest garage sale ever. <laughs> you Is that know? the one you sent me some synth? Uh, uh no, no yeah that was from it? yeah that was that was from yeah. that shop yeah yeah, yeah same yeah, place. for anybody listening to this uh, west sends me a, a, a link from instagram for a synthesizer uh and i'm like no 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 <laughs> it's priced well and everything but i'm like i would have to sell my car right now and i'm thinking about it <laughs> yeah, it was it's it's pretty awesome. It's pretty awesome. Mid pandemic, when I wasn't driving anywhere, I would have totally sold the car. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but then I'll be trying to get a car with all the back orders right now. Would be impossible. So right. Go. Yeah. Mid pandemic, I I went I drove to Houston <laughs> to pick up a high watt. So I feel you. <laughs> <laughs> So, well, I think hopefully this kind of helped explain some of the stuff that's going on. I don't know if anybody else is going to find this interesting, you know, but hopefully this is, you know, one of our PSA episodes, you know, where we're not. You should put uh, a disclaimer at the beginning of the episode if <laughs> this is not what the show is about. Yeah, this is boring <laughs> as shit. <laughs> you never listen to us. Yeah. Do not listen to it now. Yeah. She's is... gonna be sad. Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I mean, it's just this is this is our PSA. I wanted to do a PSA yeah, that, so people could kind of, you know, if like I said, the five people who listen to this that are in the industry, you know, maybe this helps. Maybe you already knew all this shit. Whatever, you know. Well, I think uh, it's I important it to manage good. expectations, right? Because yeah. I've had I've I've had conversations with customers that want to flip a project or do something and, and they for some reason, look at me as um, you're my savior because I'm getting all these back orders and, and, and you got to be realistic and saying like, listen, 
we will have issues as well. You know, um, yeah. I am proud of the manufacturers we work with, and the fact that they. There you go. There yes. goes the 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 the, <laughs> the, bucky's the beaver beer. nuggets. Um, but although our Ooh. manufacturers are doing as good as they can, there are still going to be issues. Uh, what's the verdict on the <laughs> Bucky's beer? It's actually pretty damn good. Um, I don't know if you've ever had beaver nuggets before. And anybody that's listening outside of the, the South that doesn't know Bucky's is. Don't explain it. I don't think we should. Okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So beaver nuggets uh, are a, a puffy kind of thing that have like a caramely kind of taste to them. They're sweet. And this tastes like a nice, uh, like amber ale with a little bit of caramel aftertaste. It's actually that, pretty good. He, man, as a, as a rep, as a sales rep in Texas. You are really familiar with Bucky's. If you're oh, yeah. not from Texas, you might not know Bucky's. But Wes, if you're driving and you have to, and you're hungry, and you also need to get gas, where do you go? It's if there's a Bucky's close by, I will definitely hit the Bucky's. It's go to Bucky's. Yeah, it's so if, big. There's so much stuff there. It's if insane. If you need a clean bathroom and there's a gas station a mile from you, but there's also a Bucky's 25 miles from you, where do you go? I'm probably gonna go to the Bucky's. Yeah, they have the best gas station. They have the best bathrooms for any kind of gas stations ever. You know, and you get full privacy. The yeah. the, the, the toilets are full door. Mm -hmm. Um, they're, the billboards usually go like, "Yeah, my bathroom stop a hundred miles from now," and yeah. I go like, "Yeah, I'll wait. Yeah, I'm okay. I can make it. <laughs> I can make it." <laughs> yeah, uh, Bucky's are insane. If you, you don't know, know what, what Bucky's is, just look it up on the internet, man. You know, I love taking people, manufacturers that come to Texas for the first time and take them to Bucky's and they go like, what? It's like a gas station meets Walmart. It's yeah. huge. Mm -hmm. um, one of my favorite things at Bucky's and <laughs> it's, a it's a sausage in a tortilla on a stick. Mm -hmm. Have you had that? Yeah, it's very yeah. comfortable to eat because there's no good angle, but it's yeah. literally a, <laughs> yeah. a, a sausage and a stick and it's wrapped in a tortilla. There's yeah. no cheese, there's no sauce, there's nothing, just wrapped. Yeah. I don't even know how they any place the <laughs> any place that makes that smokes their own barbecue out back so they can have it to make tacos for in the morning, you know, like yeah. I'm I'm down with that. That's I, I don't I don't see that as a bad thing. You great, know, great jerky. Um, oh, yeah, they have a jerky bar. Yeah, and a fudge bar across the jerky yeah. bar. Yeah. yeah, you can get you can get a a uh, brisket breakfast taco, a piece of venison sausage, and uh, and uh, like tiger peppermint stripe. Fudge. Yeah, peppermint fudge <laughs> at at five a.m. <laughs> you know, all fresh, made right there. You know, I have a crazy. friend that lives in Bastrop, and he was like checking out the trails behind his house gets lost and gets out of a trail and there is actually the factory that makes the that makes the the, the statues in front of bucky's like the mm -hmm. beaver the, the, yeah. the copper beaver yeah so i know the address where you can go and see four or five bucky beavers uh bronze ones made um if one of them disappears um it wasn't you it wasn't me yeah. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Come how... on. It'd be hilarious to have one of those in your backyard. <laughs> it's it is kind of funny that we went from uh this is this is uh back orders are not gonna get any better and here's why to you should really go eat at Bucky's. <laughs> you know, it's it's Deflect. funny how this deflect. Yeah, exactly. Deflect. Exactly. <laughs> when is this available? Have you had Bucky's beaver balls? Beaver beaver nuggets. Beaver nuggets, not beaver balls. Those are completely different things. <laughs> 
Oh, on that note, I think we this should leave be the on perfect that line. time to, to, <laughs> to let it go on this one. So we appreciate you guys listening. Make sure you, uh, you know, like us, leave us a review on iTunes, all that stuff you're supposed to do with podcasts that we never tell anybody to do. So who's coming next week? Uh, I believe next week is going to be Chris Leonard. Um, that was one of my favorite ones. By the yeah, way. it's so great. He's yeah. such a cool dude. So, uh, so everybody definitely tune in and, uh, we'll see you soon. Yeah.